The Dharma talk this morning is titled Seeing Ignorance. That's a question mark part. Seeing ignorance, question mark. Can we see ignorance? So the way we're, uh, I'm talking about ignorance this morning is in, along the line of the what's uh, titled or called the three poisons or the three different ways or styles or methods or uh, that show up that we avoid what is true, what is right in front of us, passion, aggression, and ignorance. So we can see, we can see passion. We can see when we're grasping. We can see when we're clinging to something. We can see passion. We can see it when we're attached, we're, when we're enamored of, we're in love, or we're, we can't let go of something, uh, we can't shake it loose, it's always, it looks like it's hanging on to us, so we have that difficulty. And the way it is taught here is, don't fight with any of that, rather just see it, just see that passion, just see the grasping. Because if you try to get rid of, shake, walk away from, step away from, um, talk yourself out of, or you name it, uh, you will be operating out of uh, a partial understanding. You're only getting the understanding, the irritating part of it. You're not getting all the other hidden areas. You're ignoring those. So spend some time with passion, when grasping fixation, some kind of artificial validation of something. Well, I'm feeling this, so it must be true. It's because you're feeling something doesn't make it true. Well, the only thing that's true is you're feeling something. End of paragraph. And we could talk more. I could spend the whole time here talking about passion and grasping, fixation, the whole, the way in which we keep winding ourselves back and forth with our story about this and about that, why this shouldn't be, why that should be. And that is mixed with aggression and mixed with ignorance, but mainly is passion or grasping. The other one that is of the three poisons that is fairly obvious is the aggression. Could be all our all our all out war on yourself, which is sometimes invisible to others, but you're feeling how, how much self hatred you have or irritation. Maybe it would get easier. And so we we can be aware of that. Those those kind of show up uh, if you try to work with it prematurely. I'll say it that way, based on uh, it's difficult. Uh, it's already I'm already feeling the discomfort of it, and work at it by way of trying to remove it. You've got a war on your hands, and it may be a subtle lower-level war that only you're really feeling or working with, or only you're feeling the the, uh, the side effects of, or it could be something that your your neighbor, your children, someone is feeling, resonates with them also. <clears throat> so the third one is ignorance. That's just looking away, ignoring, distracting oneself. It's harder to say witness that because the very nature of it is to not witness something, to turn away, not look at it. But it shows up all the time. Uh, the example I was looking as we were driving in this morning, looking for an example, and I actually found the example in myself, what I was ignoring. Well, you remember when we were driving uh, just before we got to Bailey Park, and you were saying something to me about something, and I was distracted by something I was thinking that much more important than what she was saying. And I was thinking about, and it had something to do with what we were going past. And you know how hard it is to listen to someone and then something that you'd like to think about more than what they're saying and what that's like. Or do you want me to explain that more? <laughs> it never happened to me. So anyway, I, I just noticed as, uh, kind of as I do it, because I'm already looking for, for something I can maybe talk about a little bit. 
it's the kind of ignorance that comes up as a distraction. You're, you're not deliberately, I wasn't deliberately ignoring, I actually was interested in what, what you were saying, even though I don't recall what it was now. I asked you to repeat it, didn't I? What did you say? You don't remember either. It was about the white truck. About the white truck that wouldn't... It was too slow. It was too slow. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, fascinating story. She had. Just, and it was really hard to rip myself away from her story and think about the blue house that I was thinking about. Or whatever it was, it was something else. So very subtle, but but it is, and you can see there's a little grasping there, uh, grasping, and there's a little rejecting. So there's a little grasping passion, a little rejecting aggression, but there's quite a bit of just shutting down. On, I mean, I kind of heard her words. I knew she was talking, and of course, at the same time, I'm looking for a little an example of how that works. We're doing it constantly. You can you can't you can walk from your closet to the bathroom or through the bedroom or through the kitchen or through any part of your house. And if you're, you know, in particular, if you're a meditator, if you're meditating a lot or you're working to stretch, train, build up a, a, a quality of being able to see what's happening in your life, which takes a little bit of distancing. That's what we do. We sit down and face the wall. We're, we're distancing ourselves from our everyday activity, but we're conjoining ourselves with the activity of just watching, just observing, just see what moves. This is the way I teach it. I think that's what uh, 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 Chazan read as a meditation instruction. I listened to that. It seemed kind of long and drawn out. Is that mine or is that just one you thought of? You're not answering that. You're ignoring what I said. So we can have, uh, now I can say more about it, but we can also have questions about this. It's a very interesting area to bring your your, your thinking process, your awareness process, your understanding into, to, because the beginning of that is to notice and identify, uh, not, not on the cushion so much, but a little bit maybe. If what, the, that, what is arising is thoughts about ignorance, then you should probably look at that. It's moving. Yes? Do passion and aggression always arise with some kind of ignorance? More than likely, yeah. Ignorance is the main difficulty. That's the first of the 12 links in the chain of existence. I don't want to go into those particularly. Uh, but, but the first one is avidya, is the Sanskrit, marikpa, is the Tibetan, for what problem? The example I sometimes use, uh, just to go into it a little bit, is that of a, does everyone know what a dust devil is? It's uh, when hot and cold air get together out in the parking lot and decide to uh, have a rumble. They come together and, I don't know the scientific uh, description of that, but something like some kind of spinning happens there. And this is, seems to be what happens to the mind at some point or the consciousness at some point, uh, even before it's embodied as a, as a living organic uh, form. And that's a kind of, uh, uh, there's a shutting down that happens. And then there's uh, the next one uh, in that line, that long line of 12 uh, links on the chain of existence, which you can look up, comes under the 12 Nidanas, N-I-D-A-N-A-S. It's all over the internet. Uh, you can look at that and you can see where, where that Maharigpa uh, uh, or that avidya shutting down part starts to cause, uh, and there's no, there's no particular physics in there to explain it to you, but it, it starts to call, cause uh, formations or samskaras that were some kind of things. And the example I use there because I'm very visual is like leaves or branches or sand or bugs or whatever are drawn up into that form, formations. How the consciousness works after that is all we know that it does that. We don't know exactly how that functions. So the, uh, the, the part that I wanted to, uh, that I was interested in uh, uh, emphasizing 
is that you, that any time uh, in your life, uh, in your daily life, and whatsoever or whatever is happening to you, you can watch yourself shut down if you're you're looking at at your presence. Look at the part where I'm here. I'm seeing the person. I'm listening to their voice. I understand their words. I hear birds outside the window. I know there's traffic going by. I mean, you're pretty present. You feel the hardness of the dining room table on your hands. You, you notice that occasionally you thump your fingers or the other person does. So you're, you're there. It's not, there's no big celebration over that. It's very simple. But, but to leave that and, and go away into something else is practically invisible from the point of view of your consciousness, your awareness, or your wisdom mind. But it can be seen. Uh, usually it is, uh, it's in retrospect, it's usually a few seconds later you realize you weren't here. Sometimes if I'm talking to people, and I'm sure you've had this experience too, because you guys talk to people, you're sitting talking to someone and everything's fine, you have eye contact, as the saying goes, and you have, maybe you're facing them and you're talking, they're talking, you're talking, they're talking, and then you just, you see it in their eyes. They're gone. They're, they're there because they're, they're, you know, they're putting on a good show. You know, they're, they're present. They might even be nodding. You got that down. But they're, they're not really listening to you. They're actually, what might have happened is something you said because they're, they're, they don't know how. I'm not saying just blaming anybody or, any, or, or, or anything. It's don't know how to receive. They don't know how to really give their attention to the person that is sitting in front of them. In this case, you. They don't know how to just listen to you, give their attention to you, and receive whatever it is you're saying. And when you meet somebody who's able to do that, it's kind of startling. And it's sometimes startling in the way that you, you don't even want to talk about what you, want to, what you were just talking about. We want to talk about what's happening with you. What's different about you? James. What if you're not interested in what they're saying? <clears throat> it's not necessary to be interested in content to give everything your attention. It's, it's uh, from the point of view of awareness practice, somewhat beside the point. Nothing is very interesting, if you haven't noticed. Most of the people, things people are saying are kind of boring. So what you would be doing, you'd be there and say it's uh, your next door neighbor. Uh, he, she, or they come over, they shut off their lawnmower and you're standing by the fence or you're watering your uh, Godzillas, with a flower, right? You're watering your Godzillas and, and they're doing okay. And they come over, hey! You know what that means. <laughs> hey, it's like they want something. <laughs> they want your attention. And so what do you do? You give it to them. You listen to them. You look at them. You turn away from the Godzillas. And you look and you say, you say, you know, well, to be polite, how are you? Good to see you, even though you don't feel that way. Good to see you. How, how is it going? You know you're in for it. You just opened it up. How is it going? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you what's going to happen. And then, you know, like the... James is pointing out, or seems to be pointing out, well, if you're not interested, well, it's the interest part, as a practitioner, if you're in this room, you're probably somewhat interested in training your mind and in meditation practice, possibly even practicing Buddhism or understanding the teachings uh, go back so far. And so it's the, it's the awareness itself, not what arises. When you look at the sky, look at the sky. Don't worry too much about the clouds. You see clouds, fine, but it's the sky that's important. It's the awareness, it's the presence, your own presence, your, the gravity. There's so many, so much input happening. There are so many things to give your attention to uh, and include what they're saying to you. You don't have to, you don't even have to know what the words are particularly. It's amazing 
And you can check this out. It's amazing how if you just listen to the tone of the voice go up and down, you watch the body language of, you know, scratching their arm or putting their arm back or moving their rake from hand to hand. So if you just watch that and you listen to the tone of voice, don't don't uh, necessarily uh, uh, go the other way or distract yourself or ignore what's in front of you, what's happening, but just be there. Whatever's arising is fair game. How you feel, how, the emotions you feel over this is, uh, if you converted how you felt into words about, it might be something like, this person is really, really irritating. I wonder how long I'm gonna have to stand here and put up with this. That may have, you know, I'm sure you have a, a little bit of that happening sometimes. But if, you're, if your practice is uh, as a practitioner, as a Buddhist, and you're endeavoring to, you know, you're, you're tired of suffering, you're tired of seeing other people suffer, and you're dedicating yourself to this, then, then you might realize that it is the entirety of the situation. It's about including, including. The practice part is including. And there is a point, or you could call it points, maybe there's no point. Uh, but somehow uh, you don't have to include anymore. It just, it's just, you're just always including. It couldn't even be said to be including. You can't include something you're not separate from. But the amazing thing is when you discover, which I hope you do, that you're not separate from anything, that it doesn't matter how you act. Now, I'm not talking about ethics here. I'm not saying that you, oh, I can kill anybody. I can go on downtown and shoot somebody and I'll still be given a halo. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that it, 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 the, the control part of it is gone and you are, you are, it's always situational. You're always operating out of the situation. You know, the, the neighbor comes over and you're completely with them and you're completely with your own thoughts and you're completely with the, 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 the cardinals that are in the trees chirping. You're completely with the movement of the rake going back and forth. It's just, it's the most important thing that ever happened when that rake moves from one hand to the other. We're endeavoring to receive in a situation neighbor and maybe something they say triggers mm-hmm. uh, additional thoughts in our own head. Yes. Can we... All thoughts are additional, if I may help you from the get-go. <laughs> Can we receive the extra without labor? That's how you do it. Nothing belongs to anyone. It just looks like it does. It's an astonishing thing to think that you think your thoughts. You don't think anything. That, that's a, that's a, a trap, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an artificiality set up by the self-centeredness of, of the mind we call ego, or the seventh consciousness, or the glacial mind. And so, yes, you're there, and whatever's coming up with them, they're talking, they're either obvious confusion if they're talking in such a way that is all about them and their broken uh, lawnmower, then you, you just receive. You give it your attention, you receive. Whatever. You don't necessarily come up with advice, but you look at them and you receive it. You receive everything. You receive their body language, which is not, I'm not talking about body language that you interpret as, uh, this must mean they're doing this. That's what, I don't mean that. I just mean whatever their body is doing, end of story. No, no uh, interpretation of it. So as they're talking and they, they're saying something and that triggers something that happens uh, in this apparent person, then, then that's the same, that treat that the same way you're treating the other. Just receive. The generosity is without a, genera- a generator. Generosorator? Yeah, that'll be a word about 100 years from now. It's without, no one generates generosity. No one, no one is generous. It starts that way. We start by including, we start by giving our attention. We start by slowly moving our carrying over from me, me, me over to others. And it's so subtle that no one is necessarily going to notice that you're uh, Thich Nhat Hanh or you're, who's that other famous guy, Dalai Lama. Um, something you've talked about in the past is like transforming the three poisons, so ignorance without a self, 
or aggression without hatred. Um, that's that's what I'm talking about. Could you say more about how we could continue to have the three poisons functioning in such a way where it's not in opposition to what's occurring? So don't add to them. Don't subtract from Don't add to them. Well, it must be because of this. As soon as you add to anything, you leave what you were just looking at for something else, for, an, uh, for a, a cloak, for an identity, for a lid, for a description, for anything you can do to get away from what it was. So the way you do that is don't, don't abandon it and don't join it and don't shut it off more. Um, could you say what ignorance without a self is? Well, uh, there really isn't anyone in the first place. So uh, all ignorance is, is without a self. But the belief or the grasping or the warfare for something else, like the second noble truth, wanting things to be different than they are, life is suffering, difficult, and we don't like it. We want to do something else, get away from it, get to what happiness. So it could show up lots of ways. Uh, I'm ready to go into a story if you're ready to ask the right question. Um, how does ignorance without a self not spin with the merry-go-round? It may, yeah, it may still spin it. The spinning may happen, but it, but there's no identity behind it, and it comes out of the completely unsearchable source of everything that's occurring. This this is something that you could say this has occurred. If you want to look at it this way, because we're all here. Or you could say that it's occurring because this is transforming into something else all the time. And so to try to find, pick out any person and trace back how this, how they even came to be in this room. It's just, there's so many causes and conditions. You take out one part of that and they won't be here. There's lots of science fiction stories about changing the future. And what is this about? Thinking there's a future, thinking there's a past. Assuming that time is true and it's linear and it's there and it's solid. And it's a concrete material provable situation. Go ahead. With the vow to um, be with all things or causing no harm, uh, I'm, I'm wondering what role ignorance has in uh, causing harm if we don't particularly have to get rid of the ignorance. Mm -hmm. How does that, what, so how, how does that look to you? I, I I'm see, just wondering about how to, how to create less suffering for myself and others, but also yes. seeing that I can still be passionate or be aggressive or I think it comes out, this may be helpful, may not be, but I think it comes out of a, a powerful awareness that is not taking sides. I mean, you, if, you, if you understand, uh, if you understand how the ignorance works, how the passion, how the aggression works, but we're talking about ignorance today, basically, if you understand how that, that works like that, just kind of turning away from something, if you understand how it works, then you also understand that there's no, some, there's no one who is hurt by that happening, and there's no one who gains by that not happening. There's this, mm -hmm. So this, the surface doesn't really change. It may not. This is why you can find there are great beings, Dharma teachers, uh, who are uh, who don't live up to our ideal of being a wonderful spiritual person because uh, karma uh, is uh, and the circularity is uh, impossible to. I mean, if you're born as a human being, you're pretty much in for it. I don't care if you're born the Dalai Lama. Could you say um, how? Our being genuine helps alleviate the suffering of others. I, I, yes, I can. And what I mean by genuine is just uh, just be be who you are. I mean, be whatever negativity is arising up for you. Uh, the best place to go maybe is to go to that part of your psyche, your personality that you're kind of irritating to you, and you would like to take that, put it in a little box, and you know, hide it somewhere, bury it like a dog bone. You just like to get rid of that. So we keep trying, and I would say, stop that. 
with your sitting practice, with your awareness practice, you can actually begin to, uh, the way Trump Rinpoche said, make friends with yourself. You can go into the very negativity and actually make friends with that. Be, be, have a willingness to have that be where it's at without any agenda about solving it, getting rid of it. It's always about awareness. More about that. David. If there's an object that arises and we want to ignore it because we don't get it, what's the difference between ignoring it and, <clears throat> excuse me, and not getting it? I think I'm not following your question. Um, if it arises and we don't get it. So give me, give me an example so it's your uh, little abstract. concept out of Bill Waldron. Is, uh, it's a big word. I don't get it. So I want to ignore it. So we're talking about Bill Waldron in the, the Buddhist Unconscious book of studying. Yes. What day did we study that? Saturdays. Saturdays. And so what, what is the question about something in his, in his uh, writing or? Uh, not in particular, just okay. there seems to be a lot that comes up that is difficult. The, so the text just, itself or the study or the concepts? The concepts. Okay. I'm, I'm following you there. Then what? Um, the tendency is first, I guess, to want to ignore it, move on, and others. And then, but at the same time, sometimes, yeah. what's the difference between that and just being able to not get it? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if I follow your differentiation there. I'm just saying, uh, you being aware that you're that you're shutting down on something is it's just you're just aware that that's happening in some way. But then you're, I think it seems like you're talking about you're reading something and you're you're not getting it, so that you're assuming that that must mean you're ignoring it. No, you're just not very smart. <laughs> okay, let's say body language. Uh, yes. An object comes up around some, what, something somebody's doing and uh, yes. a tendency to want to ignore it versus just being with it. Okay. Uh, what's what's the difference in that dynamic? So what what, what how are you how are you asking this? What's what's the difference in in ignoring no, ignoring someone something and ignoring versus no. just being. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm following. Does anybody understand what he's asking me? Can paraphrase it. Can you paraphrase it? I don't know. I can't paraphrase it, but I have a question. I don't know if it's similar. And it's when something arises me, I if I don't do anything unless I have to, I feel like I'm ignoring it. Yeah. Is that what you're asking question. about? Yes. Well, then that's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it worse, please. What's the difference between not acting and ignoring? <laughs> uh, you could be ignoring uh, something without any any kind of a you know high sign that you're by the way you're ignoring this kind of thing, and not acting. Maybe something that is happening that you perhaps should be taking care of that you're not. Is that is that what you're saying? I would say there. Yes, go ahead. You often say don't hook up the vocal cords. I do. So in that in that sense of not acting on hooking up the vocal cords, yeah. is there a difference between that and, and ignoring something that might want to be expressed? These questions are not getting any easier. <laughs> <laughs> we could ask math questions. Huh? We could ask math questions. Go for it. <laughs> Get the same answer. <laughs> um, do you understand? I'm actually doing what I'm talking about. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, William Murray from Grand Rapids has a question. Two of them, actually. Not William. Are you ready? I suppose. How do we better give someone our attention? What must we do to learn? 
Uh, I think that's uh, something I can work with a little bit. <laughs> so the way you give something your attention is to not only give it to what they're saying, like uh, Jim was asking and asking about, not, not only the content, a little bit, but you don't really have to concentrate on someone's content. Most people don't even know what they're talking about. Uh, just like uh, I asked Unio what she was talking about earlier, and she said, white truck or something. <laughs> So we, we, we talk quite a bit and don't actually know this. I'm not saying I'm not doing something very similar, but as far as what uh, William's asking about is there are other things that are happening in our human life uh, daily, moment by moment, that are also occurring in the, in the, in the five sense consciousnesses, sense of touch, sense of taste, sense of smell, sense of hearing, sense of uh, sound and seeing, where things are coming towards us all the time in the form of those objects. And you could receive those. So when, when you, someone is talking to you about something and you want to communicate, you want to be clear about what they're saying. Don't ignore all those other things. And don't, don't ignore those and focus. Focus, the very nature of focus is ignorance. I've given a talk on that recently. You can Google it. It won't show up. Uh, the, the, when we focus on something, we're ignoring everything else. And what we're saying here, as, as you listen to something, it's not so necessary to nail down, uh, focus in on every word the person's saying and track them and so on. It's more important to receive that, receive the tone of their voice, whether their voice is going up or down. You can even think about that. That's a thought pattern about what someone is saying that is, uh, is, is still receiving. It's, not, it's receiving your own understanding of what's happening. The, the tone is going up and down. You could actually note that. It won't come up as a concept. It'll just come up more as like a fragrance or like a color of something. Not much to think about the color red. You actually, in order to think about the color red, you have to abandon red and go to something else. A very subtle form of, of ignoring. So you would, addressing William's question, you'd be listening to someone and you'd also notice the color of their clothes. If they, it, you, you know, you wouldn't necessarily watch their hand move across the table, but if they move their hand over like this, moved it back, you wouldn't miss that. I mean, you would, it wouldn't be something that you would give yourself credit. Well, I must be present because I'm watching their hand move. So, you know you're present, you're probably not. Are we trying to get rid of ignorance? No, we're not. We're trying to see what that dynamic is about as much as we can. You're, you're not going to be able to see ignorance. The very nature of it is this. But it shows up lots of more, lots of different ways, very subtle. We get, we're talking about something and then we get distracted by something else. Just like if I'm talking to uh, someone here, uh, if, if I'm... Uh, you know, and like answering a question of, uh, say, Jim, I'm ignoring anything that's happening over here, more or less. But if you're if you're if you're present and your your um, attitude, your understanding is to, is to endeavor to be as present as you can in any situation, including when you're all by yourself, when you're uh, sitting on the porch swing and just looking at the trees or whatever you may be doing, just just to, just to be there and to give everything your attention, just receive the greenness of things. Receive the colors. It's a very simple uh, situation, and in that way, you can actually give your attention to the sound of something, and you'll notice. This is the interesting part about why the, uh, this talk uh, is titled the way it is: is if you'll notice that when you're giving something your attention, the other ones slow slow down, or they they. It's like um, it's like you you can't hear a clock tick until until you listen to it. You're in a room and there's a clock ticking, and uh, someone says. You hear the clock tick, and they, well, I do now. It's it's, a, it's just an area that uh, the idea here is to bring your attention to 
to consciousness to say that this is happening all the time. There's all kinds of things. They usually show up as gaps. Nothing, the gap isn't to necessarily be filled by anything. Just about observing how things come and go and come and go. And there are spots that, that we don't actually see. Just knowing that you're missing things is uh, awareness, yes. When we have big gaps like that in our awareness, can we use something halfway measures to bring more awareness into the ignorance? I don't, I don't know if uh, having, if you say you're having big gaps, I think that's probably enough that you're aware that that's happening. As far as halfway measures, I wouldn't do ha halfway measures, and I'll g give a, a quick description of that. I wouldn't do halfway measures in order to get something else, to get more awareness. Or get, I would just do halfway measures just, just to do it, just to notice that there's something happening uh, between this and that, that when you go from here, uh, it's, you know, it's time to go get groceries. So you get up to go to the car. You could notice when you're about halfway to the, to the car in the parking lot or wherever it is, just stop. And notice that you're half, you're halfway, or when you reach for something. I'm not going to reach for this again. <laughs> Clumsy. So, uh, but when you when you reach for something, you know you're going to pick something up, like your coffee cup, or you're going to. You might just stop in the middle of that. You could put it back down, or you could continue. But just something about that area of the halfway. I mean, it happens in especially. It uh, seems to be true in the arts when you're doing something whether it's music or whether it's painting, drawing, sculpture, or, or even writing. There's something about the halfway point that seems to be uh, important, halfway measures. Take one more question. One more question. Thea. If, um, if you find yourself uh, caught in a super negative emotional pattern, yes. and like anxiety, say, yes. it's like five on fire, fight or flight, and you notice that you just cannot... Settle yeah. that down, even if you sit, it's just because yeah. there's, there's this yeah. loop of thoughts. Might not be a time to sit, but go ahead, please. So that's my question. Yeah. My, my question is, because um, it, it's sort of like being tumbled by a wave, you just can't get yeah. your footing. What is there, is there ignorance present in that situation? And how do you get your footing so you can kind of mm -hmm. deal with it? So the, the image that I've used before is don't try to learn how to ski in a snowstorm. Heard me say that, I'm sure. Uh, and that's uh, when those things come up. If you have, you know, in the days when you're not, don't have anxiety. Take some time away to sit down and just do nothing. You don't have to call it meditation. You can just sit down, hold still, and just watch what moves. Then when the timing comes up, the triggering comes up, or the, the uh, some kind of event in your daily life triggers anxiety, uh, quite often that's anxiety that's been stuffed in the first place. It isn't the actual event. It's a little bit of it that makes you feel anxious, but it's something about that triggers unexamined anxiety and that exam that that gets some kind of a message. It's time to express ourselves here. And so I would say that's not a time to meditate, uh, to try to calm it down. Don't. It's a, but it is a time to be aware of it. I mean, so then you could look at it with, without any agenda about fixing it, stopping it. That's what makes it difficult. The agenda to stop anxiety is ignorance. It's deliberate ignorance. And that's actually an opportunity to feel deeply that anxiety probably won't kill you. I mean, it could, but if it does, it's probably your time to go. You follow me? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, I mean, you could be about, go be by yourself. It might be easier than being with family members or something, but you could go somewhere and not necessarily sit, but you could hold still. As I said before, you could sit on the porch swing. You could go for a walk or something like that, but actually use that as a, 
as an opportunity that's a pattern in your life that could that is coming up for review and uh, as we say in this uh, particular way of teaching uh, it's a dharma gate it's a, it's a dharma means truth it's a gate to the truth about who you are and what this fundamentally is we're totally confused about who we are we think we're human beings that's just like we think we're a, a caucasian we think we're a man a woman not exactly that's that's a that's that's a little bit of a description but who you actually are is uh, unfindable why not separate from anything it's not a separate being and so this anxiety is part of what keeps the separation going and it becomes circular you know that anybody who has that kind of thing come up occasionally notice there's some kind of strange circularity about it and yet we can't seem to find the you know we, we keep coming back to the same thing it's like a diamond ring exactly, exactly like a diamond ring i never thought of that before except the diamond is more like a piece of baloney something and we go round the band and everything's fine everything's going good but then we come right back to the what is unexamined again and so the idea is when it comes up that is your opportunity uh, and it's harder to do uh, might be impossible to do without some kind of a strong sitting practice you know, when when that comes up again if there's a strong sitting practice then it's like just having a bigger sky for angry clouds just a bigger sky so there's more accommodations always about kindness to yourself and kindness to even to the energy that uh, I was like to Ramana Maharshi was a great uh, sage of the last century Hindu sage Indian uh, lived uh, at uh, uh, Arunachala and he uh, when he was getting ready to die he told his students there his friends that came uh, he says well about the cancer he had they all wanted to do something about it I said oh it wants to live too so I had a, an interesting way of talking about that. We need to go to the switch gears and go into, uh, whose dual glide is that out there? Uh-huh. What year is that? Actually, it says 93. So it's 93. It's really nice. It's this kind of spaceship. I just, have to <laughs> I just happen to know the name of the spaceship. Thank you so much. And I'd like to remind everybody about the donation boxes we have in the hallway. Your financial support is greatly appreciated and needed. May it bear this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can.